Welcome to the Meta Business Podcast. The Metaverse and Web3 are bringing about the biggest revolution since the internet itself. With your hosts, Paul the Prophet Dawalibi and Jeff the Juice Cohen, we will be bringing you the latest Metaverse business news and insight into what it all means. The Meta Business Podcast starts now. From the boardroom to the metaverse, this is the Meta Business Podcast. I am Paul Dawalibi. I'm joined today by my friend and co-host, Jeff the Juice Cohen. For those of you who are new here, welcome to the official podcast of the metaverse. What we do is we cover the most pressing metaverse topics and news of the week, but we look at all of it through a business and C-suite lens. We dissect, we analyze the business implications of everything happening in this amazing industry. For those of you who are new here, welcome. Uh, If you're a regular listener, thank you guys for tuning in every week. Thank you for leaving a review on the podcast or for hitting that subscribe button. If you haven't done either of those things, please do those things or share the podcast with a friend or family member or colleague. That's how more people discover the show. Jeff, how are you doing this week? Doing good. Doing good. I will say, it's funny. Every time you ask me that, I feel like the most nervous I am doing this podcast is when you ask me. I feel like I need like a... I you need something? <laughs> and I never... Like I literally for like 30 seconds while you do that little spiel, I think like, what am I going to say? <laughs> and I never know what to say because I'm always like, well, I'm just still sitting here in my apartment, like talking about video games. <laughs> I mean, you have a week to prep for it. You do a whole bunch of other prep. Why not prep that piece? But that stuff's easy because it's like, hey, the news stories, it's interesting. I got like meat on the bone. This is like my boring old life. Stuff. Nothing. All right, let's cut that out. Let's get into the news. I don't know. Boring. People kill for that. They kill for the, the personal touch, you know, that we're not robots. Well, no, human I was beings. To the business of esports podcast, and you and Jimmy, the one with Steve Aaron, said like you had like five minutes of like great <laughs> back and forth and banter, and uh, I was just thinking like, wow, we definitely don't do that on our podcast, which is weird because well, we're actually friends. Like we we talk a lot, but we I do. Say here, but, yeah. You know what was interesting? I had someone uh, come visit the office this week, and if you're listening, you know who you are. Um, and they were asking me about uh, my opinion on like Fortnite's latest valuation. And they were asking my opinion on play to earn. And obviously they're listeners of the podcast. So they wanted a bit of the color behind, you know, uh, my comments on that. And it's so funny because people always think, and, and I think we've discussed this even people always think that I play some sort of character on the podcast, right? Like I'm just purposely opinionated on the podcast. And then when they hear it in real life, they realize, oh wait, no, that's just who he is. This is just, this is just Paul. This is, uh, you know, they they felt like they were getting the profit for real in person. Um, and so, if you if you meet me in person, and and frankly, if you meet Jeff in person, you're going to get the same human beings. You're going to get the same exact opinions. It's not going to change. We don't do this fake for the show. Um, this is this is the way we see things. So. Um, let's talk about Meta. We mentioned I mentioned Meta. Um, let's talk about them. Big story this week. Let's open with this, Jeff. And the headline here is Meta plans to take a nearly 50% cut on virtual asset sales in its metaverse. Um, <laughs> this it's actually not 50, it's 47.5%, which feels oddly specific. I w- want to ask you about that. But um, the 47.5% figure includes a hardware platform fee of 30% for sales made through the MetaQuest store, where it sells apps and games for its virtual reality headsets. On top of that, Horizon Worlds will charge a 17.5% fee 
And Meta's fees for the sale of virtual assets on Horizon Worlds are significantly more than the 30% Apple charges developers on its app store. So it's funny because Facebook was part of the group going after Apple, right? Correct me if I'm wrong. Facebook slash Meta was part of the group going after Apple for their 30% you know, fee, taking a cut from developers. And here we have a situation where Meta has now publicly stated, they announced it in a blog post and confirmed with CNBC, who wrote this article, that they're going to take an overall cut of up to 47.5% on each transaction. So that's the 30% for sales made through the MetaQuest store, and then 17.5% for Horizon Worlds. Um, curious your thoughts on this, Jeff. Is this okay? Is everyone up in arms for no reason? Is this total hypocrisy? Like, wh- wh- what, do you, what do you make of it? Well, it's definitely... A- well, I'm not surprised that it's drawn higher given it's Facebook and sort of anything they do on recently the last couple of years to sort of draw draw a negative backlash. Um, it is significantly higher, um, I noticed in the article as we're scrolling, than you know what you see from other NFT um, you know trading platforms like OpenSea, I think it's two and a half percent. so rare or, um, looks rare two percent. Looks rare is two percent, so significantly, significantly higher. Having said that, when you compare it to an app store, you know, 47 versus 30, it's higher, but not crazy, crazy higher. And then the one that I really wanted to point out actually is Roblox, which, you know, I don't think a lot of people know, but Roblox takes 75% or 70%, um, you know, from developers. So developers at 30%, Roblox at 70%. So it's funny, you don't see that much backlash on that. But yeah, I mean, and it's surprising because it's Facebook, right? Like Facebook has a core business that makes a ton of money. This is obviously something where Mark Zuckerberg is investing a ton of money and sort of sees this as the future of the company. I'm a little surprised, particularly because Facebook has been so... They've under-monetized other assets famously. Like they bought um, WhatsApp for $20 billion, like seven, eight years ago. And they have not monetized it as far as I know, a dime. You know, and they've been willing to do that. Um, they famously undermonetized Instagram for a long time before really starting to ramp that up. So it's weird that given they clearly have a 10, 15, 50 year vision for this metaverse play, why are they gouging customers so early on? Like, why wouldn't they just make this, even just give it away for free and then slowly monetize ads or other stuff? Like, it's just, it's very odd. I mean, you're right. There is a strategy that would say, charge nothing like i'm giving i'm i'm painting the extreme that i think you're taking this to right charge nothing and have it be a total land grab every developer will flock to meta because they get to keep 100% of the profits um like why not do that i guess the let me the pushback to two things one how many developers do you think will no longer decide to build anything for meta and meta's metaverse as a consequence of this split first question and second of all, I think part of the, it's not so much a question, but a statement. If I'm defending meta here, the reality is what's it costing them to build this metaverse? They've said like 10 billion he's dedicating to this, a right? A year, yeah. A year. <laughs> a year. And, yeah. And, and it's the same argument I've made with Apple and Epic, right? Okay. If you're unhappy with the split, go build your own platform. Like go sell five billion iPhones, right? Like go do the thing that you think is so easy that you should have access to it free of charge or a very low fee. Like 
my mind, if you own the platform, you charge what you want. If you're not happy, go build your own platform or go to another platform. And maybe Meta recognizes that right now they're one of the only games in town that matters. And they're looking at the massive cost of building this and they're saying, why wouldn't we? I think it's a fair argument. I actually don't necessarily disagree with you, but when you're dealing with this like two-sided platform, you said, hey, well, what developers aren't going to build you know, for reality, uh, Horizon Worlds? Well, probably a decent amount with that if the fee's that high and there's alternative. And the reason I say this is because it's not like Horizon Worlds is like Facebook, where you know Facebook Blue app, where there's billions of users. And it's like, well, if you're yeah. not on Instagram, if you're an advertiser and you're not on Instagram, like you're not getting a whole generation of people. Facebook's metaverse, there's, there are no users now. So it's like you, you, you almost need the developers to track the users. So when you put up this fee, I could see that pushing people towards more of a Roblox or an Epic, which you know we're going to talk about. So I, I do think it, it's a strategic mistake. To not attract the maximum number of de- developers they want. I mean, maybe they also think that the metaverse things like this interoperability between metaverses may be so great that they don't need to attract zillions of developers day one, that eventually they can bring sort of the might of the Facebook users and then attract developers. But the early adopters, they can sort of gouge them if you want to even call it gouging, but meaning they can charge whatever they want to early adopters um, with the knowledge that eventually if they really want to make a land grab, maybe won't be that hard for them. It's definitely possible. It just seems so incongruous with what they've done, you know, in, in approaching other other industries. So it'll be interesting to see. I mean, like, do you think this will get reversed? Because there's obviously negative bad I mean, we're reading this on CNBC, so that's pretty mainstream. This isn't like games beat or some, you know, very industry rag. This is, you know, hitting the business press. Yeah. I mean, that's a great question. Do you think they'll backtrack? Um I, I have a funny feeling they end up at 30%. I, I think all Apple has sort of said, yeah, all in, right? I think Apple has sort of set this benchmark. And if they backtrack at all, it'll be okay, okay, we'll take away the extra fee. It's 30%. So that no one can sort of make the case that Meta is extra greedy or, right? Because then they can just go, well, Apple's the same. Um, I don't know. What do you think? Will they backtrack? I think that's, I think that's actually probably fairly likely now now the next question is when do you think it'll be in the next <laughs> next three days next five days <laughs> that's, that's a good question i don't know like a, within it's always within like a week right like they never wait much they test it out i feel like they do yeah, it on yeah, purpose it's like, right? gonna go away. it's like what's he gonna go away? oh shit yeah. okay no all right they probably have the second press release already ready to go <laughs> is the good the, the irony of it all um no, let's let's move on. Let's talk about uh, other metaverses here. And this one, this one, I mean, I love the headline. This is from PC Gamer, and we're talking about Epic here. And the headline is: Sony and Lego invest two billion into Epic to help help build the metaverse. Um, the sub sub headline here is interesting. We're still not perfectly clear on what the metaverse is, but it sure attracts money. So Sony invested a billion dollars into Epic Games. A separate billion uh, was made by Lego parent company Kirkby. I, did you even know Lego was at a parent company called Kirkby? No. Um, because I did, did not. Um, and uh, what they're saying is, uh, this is, I'll, I'll read the quote here directly because I think it's interesting. Um, the quote says, as a creative entertainment company, we're thrilled to invest in Epic 
to deepen our relationship in the metaverse field, a space where creators and users share their time. This is from Sony Group Chairman, President, and CEO Kinichiro Yoshida. Um, now, this is Sony's second investment into Epic. So they did make a $250 million investment about two years ago, uh, but it's first for Lego. Now, um, not mentioned in this article, oh no, they did mention in this article, is that after this cash, uh, Epic's post money valuation is $31.5 billion. So a 29.5 pre money valuation. And uh, the company is still controlled by Sweeney. So they mentioned that that hasn't changed as well. Curious what you think. Uh, the, like, if you had taken Metaverse out of this conversation, this would have seemed like this seemed to me like a very straightforward kind of deal, right? Epic's all over the place. They're building, you know, engines and game and the whole bit. They've got a little hand in a, little, a lot of gaming things. Um, Sony's already a partner. They want more cash. They bring in Lego interesting partner just from a cosmetics and Fortnite perspective, right? Mm -hmm. And a creative mode in Fortnite perspective. What do you think, like if we had taken the metaverse out, does it change your thoughts on this investment at all? And does putting metaverse in the language and the, the, the release here, do you think differently about it? I guess is my question. There's a lot to unpack there. The one, I think it is interesting that they intentionally talked about the metaverse piece. Um, you know, Tim Sweeney has obviously clearly talked about the metaverse in the past. He made one of the earlier people in the gaming space to start kind of that word. Um, but it got me thinking, you know, you're using that buzzword. Maybe they're sort of, this might be the last round before they, they go IPO, right? Thinking investors, metaverse, what's buzzy? Um, you know, maybe, maybe that was the point of it. Um, it is interesting because it also clearly means this is deeper than, you know, this isn't just, hey, we're going to put Lego into a Fortnite, you know, skin and, hey, we're, we're just going to do like a collaboration. They've done with so many other um, celebrities and brands. Uh, it does feel like they're going to be building, you know, a separate, maybe even a separate world where it's like Lego world. And I think that's a good idea. I mean, they, they you know, this is actually something I, I think I needed when this first came out. It was kind of like, one of the big things that I'm thinking about, and I don't necessarily know if I have a strong opinion yet, as we think about these sort of metaverse wars, it's it would be easier for Epic to kind of age down to that, like call it eight to twelve year old, or will it be easier for Roblox to age up to kind of the fifteen to eighteen? And I kind of think with this, you know, Epic may be edging ahead in that question, um, just because Lego's a strong brand. I think, you know. There's been standalone Lego games. We've got Lego Star Wars, Lego this and that that have done really well with kids. So this could be a, you know an interesting little arrow in their quiver to attract kind of that that younger demographic. What do you think? It's, it's an interesting thought, and it's a big check, right, from Lego. From Sony, it's sort of it's pretty cut and dry, right? They've already put 250 million, another billion. They're a gaming company, right, Sony. I, like if you had called this an investment in Fortnite, I would have, I would have said, okay, looks normal. Like let's nothing to talk about here. Nothing to see here. The Lego billion dollars is interesting, right? Cause Lego's not like their, their company that this is a, uh, like a, a strategic investment. This is not a financial investment for them, I would think. Um, and so what's the strategy here? I maybe a Lego metaverse built inside of Fortnite. I just don't think that puts them anywhere near Roblox still, right? Like it's, it's one activation. You can build Lego world. That's it. 
Like what else can you build? And, and I don't know if Lego world is like the, it may be one of the metaverses that we see evolve, but it's definitely not the metaverse. Right. And it doesn't convince me that Fortnite is the platform to do this on. Uh, especially if the requirement is a billion dollar investment, right? This is kind of a high bar to set. Um, I, I suspect this metaverse talk here, this is one of those situations where, and I think you alluded to it, Jeff, and I think it was really insightful. This is a cover for something else, right? This, this feels like what they call a pipe, right? It's a, it's a, a private placement here right before they go public. It's the last money in before they go public. And we got to make it sound like there's a, a grand vision because they're they're They've got, you know, big dollar signs at the IPO in mind. Right. I'm, I'm assuming, yeah. I don't know. An IPO is within the next six months. You got to think within I'm the next six to 12. We'll see how the market kind of opens. It's been a, it hasn't been IPOs in the last like couple months, just because the market's been getting you know, so volatile, but I, I bet if the market opens up like by the fall, I would think that they'll be public. The other thing I was going to mention as we're on this topic, the valuation was flat versus um, a year ago, April 2021 uh, round, which you know on the surface might not sound great, but you actually when you put it in context, you know versus the performance of the public gaming stocks over the last year, it's actually like all of them are down between 15 and like 30 percent, and I think Roblox is down like 44 percent over the last year. Um, so I just think that's notable, particularly with you know, we've been hard on Epic and hard on Fortnite a lot, you know, on this podcast, kind of our, our other podcasts, eSports, but good on them for kind of keeping that valuation flat. And then also, um, they're now worth more than, than, than Roblox, which I, I don't know what you think about that. I think that's, you know, pretty noteworthy because they're, you know, Roblox at one point was worth like 70 billion. They were worth 29 and now they're worth 29. I think Roblox is worth 25 or something like that. So. Pretty interesting. I mean, if I could own either stock, I'd rather own Roblox, but it's mostly has to do with Tim Sweeney. I think uh, an Epic without Tim Sweeney, I'd probably rather own Epic. Um, so my issues with leadership and where leadership has been focused or at least not focused because Fortnite was, is the company that only has the metaverse to lose, right? Like they're the ones they, they had everything they needed to build the metaverse, their own metaverse. And, and have ignored it basically for the last two years, it feels like at least because of distracted management. And so that doesn't give me very much confidence. How much do you want to bet that uh, Epic raised this round because the IPO markets were not and that IPO window was not open to them? Because here's my theory, and, and this is call it my, you know, my tinfoil hat theory. It's Epic was planning on going public this year maybe even around this time. Um, and when they started to see markets sour and, you know, not being a great environment to go public, they said, you know what, we'll pause, we'll raise a, you know, a quick private round, a couple billion dollars, and we'll revisit the public thing in six months or 12 months. Um, I have a funny feeling this was not planned, that this was a reaction to what's happening in the public markets, which is also why the valuation is flat. That's yeah, that's entirely possible. I mean, we don't know, but it's a theory. Um, I want to put this story next to um, obviously we just we mentioned Roblox and Roblox also in the news from a metaverse perspective here. And and this one's interesting. It says Sonic the Hedgehog is coming to a new platform 
Roblox. And so what's happening here is uh, Sega's teaming up with Roblox developer GameFam to release a licensed Sonic the Hedgehog game on the Roblox platform. So you'll be able to play this Sonic Speed simulator on Roblox for free. Now, the reason I think we bring it up here and the reason you flag this story, Jeff, is that starts to make Roblox feel a little bit like its own metaverse, right? Where developers can create experiences not that different from what we hear from Sandbox or Decentraland or any of these things, and not that different from what we're assuming Lego is going to do with Fortnite. Um, how do you feel about this story versus the last one? Are you more bullish here? Do you like this move by? Roblox by Sega. Is there a winner or loser here? I think that this is, well, this is one great for GameFam. So they seem to be, you know, they had just gone around. They seem to be kind of putting themselves in the lead in terms of professional kind of developers on Roblox. So, so good on them for that. I, I'm definitely more bullish on the Lego story in terms of the size of the investment and the potential. Like, I could see Lego World being a very popular metaverse for for you know that eight to twelve you know maybe even like six to ten year old kid. This Sonic game, I see this as more of like a little one off game mode type experience. Why I think this one is notable and most interesting to me is that it's kind of one of the first examples of like a call it AAA IP coming to Roblox. You know, I don't know Sonic call it AAA or not, but you know, obviously, At Sonic point is a, in time. Yeah, Sonic is a gaming royalty type IP, and the fact that that's coming to Roblox, I actually thought was the most interesting part. Um, you know, will it makes you wonder? Like, will we see a Madden in Roblox? Will we see Call of Duty on Roblox? My guess is not for some time, but it opens the door to like maybe it's another platform that AAA developers start to develop on. Probably won't when we talked about earlier their take rates, you know, seven percent. But I think that's what Epic is trying, or sorry, um, Roblox is trying to do is get more professional developers, kind of aged up IP onto So, do you think we'll ever see that? Yeah, I, I, I definitely do, and I think that's that's the great promise of Roblox, right? And this is where, at face value, just comparing one on like one v one here, the Lego. The, the potential for a Lego world within Fortnite is a greater metaverse play than Sonic on Roblox, right? I, that's a very limited metaverse play, if, if barely that. I don't even think we can call it that. I mean, they didn't even really call it that in the story. Now, what's interesting, obviously, to me and to you, I think, is what happens if Sonic's just the first of, you know, 50 other game developers that all start decide to move to Roblox and they're all building stuff within Roblox. Well, now you have something of a world that people can spend time in, interact in, uh, that is that is more permanent beyond just one little, you know, Sonic mini game. And so I think that that'll be it's interesting that they're, they're taking very different approaches to their own metaverse plays. Right. Roblox seems to be all about. I think quantity and and how do we attract as many developers as possible to come build stuff here? And we'll see if AAA developers move, but I suspect they will. And I suspect that that cut will change over time. Um, whereas Fortnite, I think their strategy has always been big name, big brand activation, right? And I doubt they would ever go and try and build a platform based just on UGC, right? The, uh, 
Fortnite has where they've been dominant is let's get the Marvels. Let's get the Legos. Let's get the, you know, the giant names. And, and that's a draw if I'm trying to build a metaverse, but I think it's a more limited draw because it's only as good as the fan base of that brand activation, right? If I don't care about Lego, I'm not going to go into Fortnite. And even if I care about Lego, once I've made my ran my way around Legoland, like what's next, right? For the, for that 10 year old who needs an, their quick, their next quick fix. Um, Roblox has, I think has more of an answer for that. So it's interesting to put them side by side. Um, my money on a long-term sort of metaverse play still on Roblox versus Fortnite. And I think to your valuation point, look, they're pretty close now. Right. And that to me feels fair. I think the, you know, the interesting part of Epic's business is unreal engine five, their, their new launch, which also, you know, that's more gaming news. So we don't cover here, but unreal engine five could be a, a very big game changer. If it lives up to what they're saying, it could be, um, you know, that that's where that could be the, the thing that uh, swings uh, the favor towards um, towards Fortnite and Epic. So let's uh, let's do one last story here, Jeff. Let's do one last story, because this is a quick story, because we touched on this before. Genies raises one hundred and fifty million at over one billion dollar valuation for metaverse avatars. So big raise, huge valuation. They're now a unicorn, right? Over a billion dollars. Uh, L.A. based. And basically they're an avatar creator. So the idea, even though I don't think any of this is really implemented today, right? Like the idea is you can create one avatar and it's portable to a bunch of different places. Um, I don't know of anywhere where these avatars are portable. They don't really mention it in the article. I've never used their tool, Uh, but all of the creations from genies are minted on Dapper Labs blockchain network flow. And uh, you can create and sell, like you can become a creator of avatars and resell them. So there's a marketplace there also. Um, billion dollars, $150 million raise. What do you think? It's, yeah, I mean, the valuation to me is, is a bit over, over its skis. But having said that, this is just what we're seeing kind of in this space. And I think it even said somewhere in the article, if I, this was the article that I, I remember, that basically there, this technology is not yet in any games. So it's like the use case, yeah. the number one use case, it, it isn't even there yet. It isn't even built. And yet it's already got a billion dollar valuation. So to me, like we've talked a bunch of times about this. We're bullish on this concept. But to have a product where you you, you don't even have a product yet. It's a, a basically a, a private beta that that really is hasn't even really proved itself out yet. And to already have a billion dollar valuation to me seems aggressive. Um, particularly, you know, they already raised sixty five million now last year. Now, less than a year later, they're raising another one hundred and fifty million. So, you know, you're talking over two hundred million raised for a company that doesn't even have a product yet. I, I don't see how that necessarily ends well. Uh, having said that, you've got incredibly smart investors, Silver Lake leading it. Those. They're, they're some of the smartest people out there. So maybe, maybe the private beta really looks great. Yeah. <laughs> the problem is like the risk here is what if no one opens up to your technology, right? Like, and so I'm, I'm hoping, I'm guessing they've seen 
like there's traction in the sort of behind the scenes and they they're talking to a bunch of platforms you know to make these avatars portable because they're not portable you're just buying and selling again like just images really <laughs> that are not worth anything there's a market for that though. there's a market for that that's true <laughs> uh, but the you want to know the big red flag for me and why i'm calling bullshit on this is this quote from the article it says since its last $65 million funding round in May 2021, Genies, which said it has a 99% celebrity avatar market share. <laughs> Let's stop right there. Anyone claiming to have a 99% celebrity avatar market share, I, I, would, I would stay so far away from as an investor. I mean, literally would not touch this with a 10-foot pole. Like, what a bullshit statement. <laughs> because... How big is the celebrity avatar market? I mean, is it three people? Is it like, you know, I don't even know what this statistic means and who cares? Like there's 3 billion gamers, right? That's the interesting market you want to go after. Not celebrities. Okay. You have 20 celebrities who made avatars because you sent this to them. Like, what does that tell me about the validity or this, you know, long-term viability of your business? Um, it's one of those things. It's a head scratcher. Um, I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe they're, the investors are smarter than I am, but I just don't see it. And, and those things are huge, huge red flags. So far, genies isn't being used in games. Like, uh, that's <laughs> yeah. literally the whole point. <laughs> that's the whole point, right? Um, so we'll see. I mean, maybe wrong on this one, but uh, I doubt it. We'll see where it ends up. And um, it'll be one to watch. Guys, um, that wraps up this week's episode. Uh, flew by so fast. Make sure to go follow the juice guys at Jeff Cohen 23. He's always got interesting takes. He's always got interesting things to say. Make sure you go follow him. Make sure you hit subscribe on this podcast. Don't or follow wherever you get it on Spotify, Google Play or or Apple Podcasts. I know so many of you listen on Apple Podcasts, for example. Make sure you hit that follow button or subscribe button on there. Share it with a friend. We really appreciate it. Any review you leave, any love you leave, any feedback you give us, always appreciated. Don't forget, guys, the future is fun. We'll see you next week. Thanks for joining us here on Meta Business. Make sure to subscribe to this podcast everywhere you get your podcasts. Leave a five-star review and tell your friends, family, and colleagues all about us. Also, make sure to follow Meta TV on all socials to get more of the best Metaverse content anywhere. Tune in every week for another episode of Meta Business.